Hi, hello, namaste to all my listeners. I'm your host Sarthak Varshne, and I welcome you all to the Balls of Steel Show, where you get an insight into the business mindset of the entrepreneurs. Dhandoni Soch. Our today's guest is Sne Soni and Konark Sharma. Hi, Sne. Hi, Konark. Hi, Sarthak. Hi, Sarthak. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you. So Thank much. you for coming in. How are you guys? Absolutely good. Uh, yeah, I think we're uh, both good. Lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Lockdown. Lockdown is the new normal now. Everyone's different in lockdown. I hope everything's safe and sound in the top level of your heads during this lockdown. Safe. Absolutely. I think uh, we have found our places. You know, to be productive. during these times it is very important yeah right right i think i think the early part, early time on the you know when the lockdown began the first few 15 mm-hmm. 10 days were the hardest to kind of you know acclimatize to the new situation new normal and but i think now we're in a decent spot you know we have a way of traversing and you know making things happen so like things are better now yeah. yes that's that's great that's great okay so guys uh, i'm going to ask you what is the business that you are into because of which we're going to say that you have got the balls of steel balls of steel <laughs> okay okay so um uh, we are essentially into uh, our b2b space where we help fmcg brands digitize and automate their product sampling campaigns um we've so, been doing this okay. uh, yes connection sure. go on yeah 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 so essentially you know just to add on to that uh, we are in the b2b enterprise saas space uh, yeah you know that's what uh, and snee i think you should continue where you were um i i just uh, sort of disagree with the fact that you know uh, there is a uh, balls of steel uh, so shouldn't it be vagina <laughs> of steel instead you know <laughs> i i can i can totally understand this thing and i can somewhere agree that you know the the name is mildly sexist but apparently the metaphor has been pretty much long lasting to start defining uh, the you know gutsy thing that people tend to do so yeah i can totally understand this thing had had there been something uh, uh, relation between vagina of steel and the gut i would have not at all taken a second thought and putting that name <laughs> definitely <laughs> sure absolutely that's that's great that's great so guys uh, let's dive deep into this journey and uh, why don't you start from the very starting point and tell us everything in detail till the current point at which both of you are so wow uh, it's going to be a long time snee do you want to take it uh, i think you should go on you are a good storyteller okay uh, so you know we started out uh, back in 2017 and uh, you know our basic premise was that uh, most things in the world are getting digitized most operations in the world are getting either digitized or automated you know let's say mm-hmm. like in every which format because uh, the world tends to move towards becoming more efficient in general mm-hmm. right and uh, our, and we also like marketing a lot like both me and sneer like marketing junkies in a big way and what, okay. what happened to us was that we recognized uh this niche like we were at a store right and we were at a 24/7 in fact uh mm-hmm. and we recognized that uh, there are 
you know, like people who are standing with trays and have the product in it and trying to sample out the product to people. And, you know, we just asked ourselves, like, this is hard, you know. And it was, I think, raw juice was like trying to test its uh, almond milk or something. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we were, we liked the fact that they were offering us something for free, but that experience was like a little weird because, you know, it is open and whatnot. And uh, in general, we recognize that it is something that is so important and happens so often for FMCG brands, but mm. is not being scaled at all. Like, you know, like there before us, there have been very few limited ways to scale and do product sampling uh, in a big way or, or let's say even let alone to automate it. So mm. we went on to our journey. Uh, we, we, we went looking out and, you know, talking to like researching ahead. And we partnered with this small bakery in Rajori Garden itself. It's called Polka Bakery. Okay. And mm-hmm. you know, we went in there and we wanted to see how effective is product sampling and, you know, what it is. So we asked the owner uh, right there, you know, if we can, you know, he had, like Polka Bakery makes a lot of, you know, unique custom biscuits of their own. And so we okay. asked the owner, you know, like if we can kind of, you know, uh, help, uh, like, you know, test out a sampling thesis and a theory. Uh, with his products and the simple theory was that you know we would introduce all of his biscuits laid down in a very nice tray uh, right at the billing Mm -hmm. counter right and let's and have people try them out and have somebody guide people to you know uh, let's say buy the product if they like and Mm -hmm. we did that for a little while and it had a positive uptake on it and yeah I think the owner liked it and then we asked him you know like if we could uh, make small little packets of his product uh, of his products uh, and then kind of uh, go ahead and uh, sh- distribute it uh, you know in colonies and whatnot we, we went out and we you know we made packets of it uh, mm-hmm. essentially little uh, bags in which like samosa like you know when you buy samosa from store uh, the paper bag right. so we just right. made a few bags of those and we went out went to the nearest society and we you know we started distributing those samples to people and we added added a simple phone number and we added a simple call to action for discounting and uh, what ended up happening was that it, it increased uh, the footfall onto the store and people started to, you know, take a b- bigger, larger notice on their product. So we kind of, you know, st- understood a few things about product sampling with this little experiment and mm-hmm. then decided to, you know, kind of introduce scale around it. So we, what we did was that we built a mobile application as our first model. And we okay. partnered with about three, four brands, one of in Unmol Industries. Hashtag Slap was a big popcorn brand back then. You know, they, yeah. they partnered with us and whatnot. And, uh, okay. and we partnered with about 50 colleges in Delhi. And we made about uh, 10,000 samples. We, we got around, we got all these brands to come at 10,000 samples of their products that they wanted to target. And we asked them if they would like to target college students with it. Uh, we made our mobile application. And outside each of these uh, in each of these colleges, areas like canteens and, you know, the outside their hostels, we put up QR code, which is, which said that, you know, if you want to try a free sample box, claim a free sample box of these products, you can scan the QR code and, you know, essentially claim the sample. And like we had our representative standing over there. Uh, mm-hmm. So a bunch of people came forward and, you know, they started to scan the codes and they, you know, there was a little bit of a pre-sampling survey. And there was a Facebook login that gave us some information on these people, and we right. and we distributed those samples like that. And and uh, and the biggest biggest factor for us was that you know all these brands also paid us to execute this operation for them, uh, which was nice. Okay. Uh, which was nice, you know. So all these brands gave us their products and gave us 
money to essentially distribute their products to their targeted audiences simply speaking right so that uh, you know and and with whatever model we were able to figure out uh, uh, that's what we were able to do so uh, okay. we really like this uh, what happened then you know like like any operation we took this model came back uh, to our office essentially you know rethought about everything you know we analyzed how the campaign went for us and uh, you know understood and learned from it what are the good parts what are the bad parts we figured out you know there is a app engagements and what not to be catered about so we uh, if we you know we then quickly pivoted our model uh, what we did was we instead of having a mobile application because mobile applications take a long time to download uh, right. we made a chatbot uh, that was hosted on our brand's facebook messenger page uh and okay. and the other thing we did notice was that it took us a lot of time and a lot of energy to have people standing with the products and distributing you know handing out products manually to those people uh we went ahead and we partnered with delivery uh mm-hmm. and we utilized uh you know and we partnered with like a and, and you know we used facebook ads to essentially target people we got again like so you know again in the next version iteration uh, with the changes introduced we went to four, mm-hmm. uh, three four different brands again uh kiros uh super snacks was one of those brands we had white mm. vitamin drink uh partnering with us. okay and we had heyday sanitary napkin pads also partnering with us and we created again we created a simple uh you know bag with all these samples in it and mm-hmm. targeted people with like you know if you want to claim the sample click on this ad and something like that and again we ended up distributing about 4000 samples by digitally targeting these people online and having them yeah. claim the samples through a facebook page uh now you know that that iteration happened for us again we you know realized that that was a very b to b to c model for us right? Uh, right which essentially means that uh, the customer the final interaction that customer is still having is with us we got a lot of love mm-hmm. after these campaigns people would come like uh, all of our posts you know give us great ratings and everything and you know uh, mm. but we realized that you know how do we maximize the value for our clients because product market fit is super important right and we want right. brands to be raving about and it's essentially ultimately meant to benefit brands so we realized that the mm. last benefit of customer love should go to uh, the end customer uh, you should go to our clients you know the brands that are making the samples and products so we then again changed our model uh, from b2b to b mm-hmm. we became a b2b model we quickly put together another mvp and mind you this, okay. was, a, this was a essentially third iteration right uh, first one app second one the chatbot and again this was the third one now here uh, the only change from our previous model was that the chatbot and the entire technology would be integrated into one brand's uh, you know uh, facebook messenger platform uh okay so you know like it was it would be only that you would be getting one claiming one sample from from one brand in both of our previous models okay. you would be getting a box or a bag with samples from multiple brands right uh okay so we iterated upon it and we were again like one of our clients came back heroes super snacks and they did again they did another campaign with us and you know we were able to evolve our technology in a very good way and mm-hmm. simultaneously again you know uh, back in 2019 we were able to another partner with another brand uh, mtv uh, they were launching their energy drink mtv up uh, was launching right. energy drink and you know we were able to distribute their uh, samples uh, with this model as well and you know we were able to like see massive increments increment increments in efficiencies uh, of how these samples were being claimed customers getting the love 
brands getting the love and you know customers being able to express their feedback and chatbot being a really good destination in terms of the fact mm. that people open their chatbots and people were responding to you know customer feedback and everything so that was really big for us and you know snay was able to really really bring in we we also partnered with you know uh, dtdc as a delivery partner again you know we so we were able to increase our scope in terms of options for delivery partners like that uh so that was pretty wow. yeah that was good for us once this happened uh you know uh, we decided to like kind of go out and engage with a few investors in the market mm. and not just this so another major thing that happened for us in the first two models the team was a small team right. it had a three four people team right at both me and snee being the only people full time uh after that, okay. uh, you know we had a couple of interns uh who were really helpful up front in terms of you know developing these offerings managing operations and everything uh the major shift that happened to us in you know when we shifted to a b2b model was that we were joined by our third co-founder uh in form of okay uh, and you know he was able to and and uh, and you know he was able to offer better technology and simultaneously we had another team member join us who will be completing his one year with us uh, you know next month itself yeah okay. we were able to expand our team in a big way and uh, you know uh, one of the very important things up until you know the mtv up campaign for us was that me and snee were both big proponents of no code development uh which right. you know like utilizing low code technology which does not include you know programming a lot but utilizing mm-hmm. other platforms to build on it uh and mm-hmm. you know, because of that we were able to build our uh, solutions very quickly iterate on them and you know launch mm-hmm. them to the market as well so that was big for us uh, that was a huge advantage that you know both of us are like uh, literate in terms of development like that and we were able to mm-hmm. continue that uh, on our next mvp in fact in b2b in fact our back end in the very early stages even with 10000 when we distributed 10000 samples was just a google sheets bundled right. with api like you know and mm-hmm. we think right. and and one of our key hiring practice uh, you know back in the day was you know uh, talking to people who understands how uh, capable google sheets can be like you know understanding mm-hmm. how people perceive google sheets because engineers tend to be not really empathetic towards or understanding of how google sheets can be a good backend that's a, we have a lot of love for no code uh after this, okay. uh after this we went out uh, we met a few investors we were fortunate enough to meet like chandigarh angels network up front they you know put us uh, they gave us a little uh, you know they were able to introduce us uh, during their event cannibal we got some stage presence over there we pitched to a bunch of investors right and we got some media coverage for ourselves we were featured on mm-hmm. the chandigarh times that was huge for us and uh, you know right. a few months that uh, snee got featured on uh, outlook business that was that was nice for us those that was an incremental growth uh, that we were able to witness uh it, you know midway during our uh, fundraising journey uh, we you know with this media that we were able to get we had a bunch of customers calling us you know people got to know about us and we had customers reaching out to us and uh, you know mm. we, we decided to partner up with two of those customers again you know we wanted to partner with both but those two were the ones who convinced who were able to you know take and understand Uh, everything that we were doing and agreed to do campaigns and right. we stopped our fundraising journey then and we focused on you know serving these customers again and these okay. customers were able to help us you know uh, uh you know we we were able to like expand our company all the way to bombay just we were just delhi based then and we were able to expand our operations to bombay as well and beyond that we were able to grow our technology further 
like now we shifted from being no code to being a little bit more uh, programming driven but now we also have the maturity it's more uh, we built a saas platform yeah 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 so uh, you know <laughs> since then uh, we we catered to these clients and uh, right. we also like decided that you know instead of focusing on small and medium businesses for product sampling we would focus on enterprise clients uh, and you know we built a full fledged uh, proper sa saas uh platform mm-hmm. and you know uh, and then coronavirus has happened so but like uh even since then we've been able to you know build our platform much more like add a lot of sophistication to our platform absolutely and, and now we are you know heading towards uh, the next phase of our journey yeah 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 so you know this is a detailed breakdown of our <laughs> that spans about you know close to 18 plus months yeah okay <laughs> yeah so snay is there anything that you would like to add to this um adding to this i think uh, there has been like really good iterations that we've been able to observe and uh, mostly um learning and then redeveloping and you know further iterating that has been our key uh, uh that has been the reason why we've been able to you know further develop into this offering um mm. very uh, the fact that you know our entire team was able to take certain uh take criticism about a product you know whatever we've built say after a little time you know you realize google sheets is not going to uh, you know help you with large size campaigns we were able to iterate through them and we were like okay now now is the time to say goodbye to that and you know we have to build like strong uh, back end now so a lot right. of things uh, i understanding that uh, things have to evolve with a period of time and with the uh, you know with uh, while you are looking to serve different different kinds of clients as well um, we have to evolve that has been i think uh, a really important part of us growing into you know what we've been able to develop right now so uh, yeah yeah Yeah, and Sneha, would you? I think would you like to talk about you know how revenue and ads to family support and stuff like that? Yeah, you know. Why not, please? Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, revenue. Um, the the fact that you know even when we started out, we were uh, we were. I think I would like to call ourselves absolutely noobs. We were uh, just very excited bunch of kids, and you know, you were just like, you know what? Let's do this. It sounds exciting, and let's do this. So we did that. But uh, fortunately, uh, we were so. we were lucky that you know we pitched to couple of companies and they were also ready to support us and not to support they were ready to pay for that kind of service and uh, while we were at at things you know while we were at the campaign uh, we are we are you know um, uh, our first campaign where we were just uh, handing out the samples on our own and you know we were like what seven people uh, operation and you know covering mm-hmm. the colleges back to back yahan jana hai fir wahan jana hai saman leke khud hi jana hai and everything uh do uh-huh. all of those things on our own just you know made us realize that you know what kind of a hefty operation this is and companies that you know who are uh, doing larger size campaigns this was just a 10000 samples distribution uh, companies who are looking to uh, execute large size campaigns require so many more people uh, right uh, you know there there have been a lot of those learnings but then again uh, revenue has been like a, a really good um, you know motivation as well ki there are people out there who are looking for this offering and there are people who are also looking for innovation in this offering i mean right now even if there is a uh, we are offering an offline sampling distribution people are still like you know what i think this is good so companies are looking for that and companies are ready to mm-hmm. pay for that 
so then why not mm-hmm. make it better and make it uh, uh, you know much more efficient so that they whatever they invest in gets the best output mm-hmm. right and throughout yeah. our journey we've been able to make revenues uh, never uh, never had a campaign where you know people were not paying us so that has been like a really a fortunate event throughout our journey we have uh, always had paid clients uh, and really supportive as well i i i love all our clients they've been absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. supportive yeah, yeah to the developments and everything yeah yeah that's that's a quite an interesting story in terms of clients if i see and the kind of business that you've picked up that's a one hell of an observation from 24/7 and then starting a complete business out of it i would oh, say yeah. Yeah. okay but yeah this 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 is the business story that is definitely interesting and which uh for which i have a lot of questions but before the business story there are some stories which i really want to know and i want to have first of all like uh how did you guys meet and you know how did this business well i know that this this, this business idea right. came from 247 but then uh, you guys are probably from different fields and how did you guys meet and you know how did that thing align okay yes we can work together yeah absolutely. how did it happen so, so um, what's the story behind that yeah so we have been friends from college uh, ever since you know we we were in college we used to hang out getting drunk together and stuff so <laughs> so that was our college times but uh, at the same time as college students you know we were also very aspirational and uh, we had uh, we were as i mean as students we were very uh, we were like you know we have a direction we were very direction focused okay. konar wanted to be an entrepreneur i had my ideas as well uh, i was like you know i want to have like a i want to i was i was actually into more inclined towards social entrepreneurship uh, i did okay. contribute a little to that as well and then i had my ideas you know i want to start like a left handed pen company and stuff like that so we uh-huh. as uh, as you know we were we were i think we just had shared like a similar kind of vision where we could we were able to talk ideas to each other even when we were in college the ideas that did not actually became re- become reality but still you know we were we had that kind of an equation where we could discuss ideas and you know uh, come up with like pros and cons and stuff like that so uh, we also in fact when while we were in college we also tried to write a book uh about oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean uh, since uh, i think we share this equation both of our parents have been really supportive so we wanted to write a book about how to raise good parents so, so like, I, I, I think i think i think i should i should add a little bit of perspective okay. to that actually so uh what happened was that you know back in college uh, like there are you know we had all these friends who okay. uh, i think one of the common shared experience we had was that we had friends who were not uh, you know comfortable talking and sharing their lives with their parents and you know right. we realized how they were willing to jeopardize their uh, you know uh, well being uh, right. in exchange of not communicating to their parents and you know we just were uh, you know even if things were good or bad Okay. We, I think as two people, uh, one thing that Sneha and me shared was we were still always communicating with our parents, and yeah. okay, and, and you know Sneha had a friend you know who had a little bit of trouble quitting smoking back then, and okay. she was not able to talk to her parents properly, and you know we were trying to think of you know how do we uh, you know like you know we were trying to talk about the issue, so in that process we thought you know we should write a book probably about 
how to raise your parents and <laughs> that was that was essentially a bit of an idea that we came up with and we were about to execute on it we thought that okay this is something this is a book that we'll write and that yeah. is the journey that is something that we were uh, you know going to do which we didn't do back then uh, but that do because i think uh, college me college me that also happens that you know your exams all of a sudden uh, start and you know, now now the ideas cannot uh, really go forward so exams have been like a hurdle uh, with startups but then again uh, when you we... have always been a hurdle i would say every 3 4 months there was a heart attack okay yeah. first aa gayi but oh shit yeah i mean like you know back in college i've had like two three startups back in college as well <laughs> and, right. and like one of the biggest problem with startups in college is like let's suppose you get a startup idea when college opens sometime around you know august right. september and yeah, right. by the time you start to even mature the idea a little bit your pre semester you know like first internals i was an engineering college student so like first internals will come in okay then you get a little bit of time then practicals will come in and you know by the time the final semester exams happen everybody's exhausted and now you want to like relax for a little bit so i think college semester setup like tends to like break your ideas and you know break a lot of small college startups a lot of times ఇన్సైన్ like i have been able to notice across whenever we are trying to hire across the board a lot of uh-huh. engineers really share a very similar perspective of their college life in fact uh-huh. like you know uh, college students who did not go to an iit uh, technically happen to have the same kind of happen to have a really similar kind of peers and similar kind uh-huh. of priorities and everything around it so yeah college uh-huh. students, like en- engineers do have a lot of similarities in their shared experience uh-huh. i totally agree right 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 okay so let's start uh, diving deeper into this journey and now we know that how you guys met and how did the this idea seed came into your mind okay now when this idea seed came you told us that you you know started with the sample uh, uh, sample product when you went to the polka bakery and then you decided okay let's do this thing from when you started getting more numbers from that phone call Yeah, that, was, uh, that, was, that was the research you know that was the research phase yeah. that was the after research phase yeah. so you told us that you know you guys started with an app yeah. and then you started partnering with brands and these brands were ready to pay you so and also later in story also you told us that you know you guys have been following a no code approach <laughs> so when i try to link these couple of things there the things that comes up is that even when you try to follow no code approach everything's paid so how did you guys pay for the app was it your did you guys literally bootstrap it and unless you had clients they, they were ready to pay mm-hmm. and how was your money management thing how did you guys start with the with this thing did you take it from your parents was it a loan bank loan what was it like right um, uh, 
so um we i mean like i mentioned fortunately we had paid clients but at the same time we did have some uh, investment from the parents kunal's parents have uh-huh. been really supportive in contributing uh in the start but we did not have a huge expense we were still uh, we were developing things and like i mentioned we had an app right so we had a we had mm-hmm. one of our partners as well back then uh, he was a team member uh, left okay. yeah um, but uh, yeah he used to develop our app um i but, mean uh, you know to kind of just to uh, sorry snai i think you know i'll just yes. add on a, add on one of the things like uh, to the structure uh, we had uh, we had a very frugal mindset right i think mm-hmm. they would definitely mm-hmm. second me on this right. we were we were working out of my room right and everybody who i invited to like help me out with were essentially college juniors uh, mm-hmm. aside from the gate so like a lot of people we had formed support around us and snee had her people who would support us and we were like super frugal about everything right so and super lean in our approach as well so uh, while we had some cash support at all points in mm-hmm. time you know coming through my family as well uh you mm-hmm. know like uh, we had i asked one of my friends you know if if he could help me you know with the app mobile application you know he gladly agreed to help us out with it and uh, you know and like because just because he was just so excited to just help us out on the idea and the other thing right. was, uh, we also helped them make their life journey simple by you know let's say like if if in an app if in an app you want to collect data from people instead of building the whole chat interface uh, you know uh, data collection interface what if you ju- just utilize the type form you know uh, it already comes right. with ui and what not and you can embed it with branding uh, for free for a while and if you whenever you you launch it will cost 72 dollars right for the let's say the highest mm. package or something like that i mean i could mm. be a little wrong about that you know subscription pricing so uh, no worries. and you know like 62 dollars uh, is not a lot when you're trying to just launch and let's say the mm-hmm. the other cost that we had were in terms of a g suite package that we had right and right. and you know the, the there was a domain cost and hosting cost but rest of our right. cost were negligent we were not spending on anything else outside of this and we had a lot of support we we were able to build in a lot of support and yeah that definitely did drive us uh, a lot a lot in uh, you know that did help us kick start it in a nice way Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. That's nice. That's nice. Okay, so when you guys even started, and then you told us, I mean, that you know, you started partnering with brands, and even brands were ready to pay you, even though you guys were really starting out without any good prior experience or good clientele to support you as a company. Mm. So, what was this closing deal experience like? You know, just gate crashing, or maybe even finding an appointment and telling them that we we want to do this for you. and i don't know if you guys even asked them for money or not if or if they you know themselves just said ki we going to be gracious on you and we'll pay you so what was the experience like <laughs> these yeah. experiences have been uh, since we were like completely new to the industry we started, uh-huh. uh, we have done it all like we have cold called people uh, found mm-hmm. it, you know contact details via linkedin and you know then got in touch with them 
मेड अ पेज फोन कॉल हो गया उसके बाद प्रपोजल भेज दिया वेरी ट्रेडिशनल वे ऑल्सो क्रैश इज वेल दैट्स ऑल्सो समथिंग वी डन कि चलो लेट्स मीट देम एट द ऑफिस ओनली वील गो टू द ऑफिस से यू नो अ कंपनी एंड देन वील बी लाइक हु इज द मार्केटिंग मैनेजर वी वांट टू मीट देम ओके डन दैट एंड देन इंटरेक्शन एंड ऑफ कोर्स लाइक वी वी लर्न फ्रॉम आवर एक्सपीरियंस वी हैड लाइक आवर वेरी न्यू मीटिंग्स एज वेल एंड कि जहां पे हमें क्लाइंट बता रहे हैं कि नो नो दिस इज नॉट हाउ इट्स सपोज्ड टू बी डन एंड बट देयर हैज बीन अ लॉट ऑफ दोस इंटरेक्शंस उसी के साथ हम लोगों ने सीखा है तो टेल मी टेल मी अबाउट दैट वेरी फर्स्ट अ क्लाइंट दैट यू क्लोज्ड एंड फॉर व्हिच यू जस्ट टोल्ड अस यू नो दैट यू गाइस वर रनिंग बिटवीन द कॉलेज सो टेल मी अबाउट योर एक्सपीरियंस विद द फर्स्ट क्लाइंट हाउ वाज दैट एक्सपीरियंस because that is going to tell me something really good okay uh, so i think because you know i i take i took the sales calls yeah yeah right? i've been uh, like so that's my side of things and what uh, and snaze like you know always be there on it uh what happened on the first client call uh, for us like we had the strategy on the first box uh we were able to connect with uh we used linkedin a lot right we figured out right. how to use linkedin to our advantage and so we were able to figure out Uh, about you know the founder of anmol industries in you know in north india and you know we were able right. to, we were able to connect with them and we were able to you know pitch them what we are offering and right. and, and the man was like really really positive right from the gate of course our pricing was all back i'll tell you that like when we started out our pricing model was completely uh non functional to say the least like it was it was yeah. a, it, it was beyond uh, it it did not have a lot of basis to it and we did not really okay. deeply think or work on it right so okay uh so but you know like the other person instead of you know like completely shutting us down they negotiated mm-hmm. with us and they offered to pay a different price for our offering and we did know what our expenses were so our basic goal mm-hmm. was to just make expenses plus whatever comes our way right right so uh, right we cold called and uh, then for, we were you know then we cold call and then they referred us to somebody within their uh, team and then we right. will reach out to them and once we reached out to them uh, you know the person like was acceptive warm and acceptive of what we had to offer uh, mm-hmm. that was that was nice for us and uh, ultimately they accepted like so uh anmol accepted our uh, proposal and agreed to partner just one day before i think choti diwali in 2017 dhanteras uh, yeah dhanteras <laughs> so so uh, and and that was uh, it was just simple uh, you know it was just like uh, this is what we are offering and uh, and this is what our pricing is there was a little bit of negotiation and of course the understanding mm-hmm. was there uh mm-hmm. and they were able to you know like our benefits probably make sense made sense to them of our using our offering or using our platform and mm-hmm. uh, that enabled and i think probably the entire identity that you know some companies also tend to support entrepreneurs right right mm-hmm. from, right at the gates so i think it's definitely definitely that com- that company a culture where i think anmol was generous enough to look at you know youngsters and be like okay these people are trying to do something for the fmcg industry and mm-hmm. much support will not be too much for them and that was just in, in intense for us like we remember getting our first check and you know going like okay fuck now the idea is real <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so that was 
another uh, yeah so yeah this was a, this was it for us you know it was about like you know taking the products usko piche number likha hua hai to call kar liya you know found found the number on linkedin using lucia yeah. here and there you know finding email addresses i mean I, right. I i totally remember one more experience you know like i asked uh, i called the founder of sleepy out accidentally okay. on a sunday morning we did not know that it was sunday because we were just working hard we called the founder okay. of sleepy out on a sunday morning and you know the guy cold call it was a cold call he did not know us of course so he took the call right. and he was like is do you think this is the right time to talk <laughs> and uh, yeah i mean that he was completely right <laughs> there was no time to call somebody <laughs> you know uh, but you know like so we were okay with rejections so rejections were nothing not personal to us to begin with right. okay we are just trying to get this off the ground we will accept as many rejections as because you have to be right a few times uh you know you, right. you don't have to be right all the time and i think mm-hmm. that's uh that's that that was an important perspective that helped us sail through that that allows us to do sail in fact it's still very much not different it's just a little bit more mature a little bit more sophisticated mm-hmm. but yeah. this is still a part of our dna Okay. So did you closely sleep all that day or something? No, no, we have not closely sleep all even today. <laughs> we simply <laughs> did not reach out to them and we have not been able to partner. We definitely wish to partner with them. Uh, you know, uh-huh. but we've been really focused on iterating and you know, we we can't we're not always doing as many campaigns as we can because mm-hmm. uh, you know, for us what matters truly is that we want to put out a good offering. We want to build a good right. offering that makes relevant sense to people who are buying it. and right uh, you know that's that's just how we tend to move on so we did not after that campaign in fact we didn't even pitch sleepy all again because okay. it, we were just not uh, like you know in the last year we did not, we made like i think practically two pitches uh, and yeah we were able to close like that was every, everything else was just inbound for us uh, yeah okay okay yeah. that's correct okay one more thing from this uh, anmol story uh, since you guys were not uh, you don't you don't have a good basis for your pricing so was it the was the pricing overcoat or undercoat overcoat uh, massively overcoat oh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's good that's good okay so guys moving on uh, the, i'm going to uh, like when you partnered this thing and uh, things started happening you started getting results and then you told us that you know you understood the study of the analytics that the application that you guys had and then you decided to have your first pivot on the model and get to the chatbot okay so first of all what i want to know is at that point of time did you really know about what pivoting is and if you didn't so what was that mindset like okay i'm going to change this model or is this going to be beneficial or not or will this work in the in our benefits or is it going to take a back seat backfire anything like that so what was the mindset at that point of time I think uh, I think Konar could agree with me on this uh, that we have it was not about pivoting it was never about changing the business model or anything it was always about doing what people or what clients would like to buy or you know what would actually add value we were always like okay mm-hmm. what are the what are the features or what are the use cases of our uh, or of our offering right now and we have always hmm. iterated on that ki yaar isme isme na data ki possibility ho jani chahiye how will we get consumer insights you know us uske baad we are like yaar isme na scalability honi zaruri hai because because manual labor bahut hai 
and you know these uh-huh. are the things that we've always built upon without thinking right. whether it's a pivot or not it's just like okay a client an fncg brand needs this uh, offering but how will they make uh-huh. the best out of it and how will we give them the best so that you know they uh, have a maximum roi right so we've always built on that yeah. um and uh, with with this mindset we've been able to uh, you know come down ki okay this is uh, a scalable a very well articulated a very well digitized uh, platform that that makes job makes somebody's job easy you know you have to be able to right. solve a problem and uh, that is the mindset that we've always worked on that whether it solves a problem or not always ask ourselves this question ki yaar kunak are we actually solving a problem or not or are we just burdening the burdening the client ki yaar tum ye bhi kar lo wo bhi kar lo ye bhi kar lo wo bhi kar lo you know not giving them too much work to do and you know actually solving their problem and if yeah. that is what our business is doing then we're happy and we're going to do this uh, we're we're actually i mean even today now if we're we're launching very soon and developing every mm-hmm. day development uh, there is a development day but uh, but even uh, even from now onwards or even like, you know going ahead we are always going uh-huh. to be developing things that are actually solving a problem it is uh, uh-huh. we we uh, we don't care if it's uh, you know whatever it's called whatever is the yeah yeah, yeah. like like you know to add to what sne said uh, you know we did not know uh-huh. we did not call it a pivot as such because and in fact uh-huh. like you know uh, we had an investor meeting where the investor itself uh, told us you know uh, what a, a good way to tell your story would be to say that this happened and then you pivoted you know so that's where we got that's where we you know started to understand okay so what we did uh, so you know that that's that's what that's how you narrate the story of what we did right, for us right. and it and i think improvement and iteration are just obvious things like you know if you wear a shoe at a shoe shop and it doesn't fit mm-hmm. too well you you ask for a better size of shoe right and i think that, right. that's just iteration has to be a very natural thing uh, it's a very natural and a very uh, very obvious thing to us we think that it has to your offering has to just get better over a period of time right right, so, right, and, right. and your offering has to keep making more sense and it has to be more in line with the client's incentives like it has to be a, like so uh, you know whoever you're solving the problem for like uh, their problem should get solved in the best possible way so <laughs> and that has been our you know entire understanding of iteration and pivoting uh, is what i would say yeah. yeah okay okay i get it so guys you told us that you know that uh, after this chatbot integration uh, you got in more brands to partner with you and apparently i don't know why i don't, i don't personally even know if this is a reality or not but when i talk to a lot of entrepreneurs sometimes it seems like partnering with delivery is a you know kind of an achievement for a lot of people so i don't know if this is yeah, is this is true or not but what i want to ask from this part uh, how did it how did partnering with delivery actually add to the company and uh, you know what was this partnering costly for you does this cost a lot to the company or you in terms of revenue if i talk about it hmm. and what was the revenue uh, scene like when this partnership happened because at this point if i see in your journey you guys were on the path of scaling uh, freestand up hmm. right so tell me some give me some more insight about this point right. delivery, delivery so uh, with delivery partner uh, understanding that you know we are into a sampling business where we have to give away the sample to the customer you know the the motive is to reach out to the right audience and deliver the product to them 
and uh, how we started out we were manually distributing the product sample thought ki having a digital uh, engagement with them on the basis of say a chatbot or like even uh, kya bolte hain mobile app right thought uh-huh. ki okay digital connection to hai brand ke uh, customer ke sath brand ka right we built for we built on that and then we were having manual operations handing out the product samples on our own um, uh-huh. partnering with delivery uh, was uh, was a changing or like an evolution on our offering was because uh, it it allowed us to deliver the product samples to the places of these customers matlab directly ghar chala jayega so that drives a lot of comfort and a lot of scale now yeah, that yeah. e-commerce model like you know delivering us a uh, delivering the product to somebody's place can be uh-huh. throughout the country and ac- across the globe even true, right true. right so that yeah. model itself is a very scalable model and um, so we so, uh, yeah. the part- partnering with them was uh, allowed us to uh, yeah, yeah. on the scale of the offering yeah. but on revenue side um, so as so the the fact that we've been logical about the fact that okay if there is a cost then that adds to the mm. price right so right. Uh, if there was cost that was incurred on the e-commerce uh, on the delivery right then there was mm-hmm. there was a price that we were able to charge the clients as well because that, that is a enhancement in the offering so revenue accordingly right. changed the uh, when we sort of realized you know we f- built further on the revenue model by this time when mm. we were evolving our technology to this uh, phase we were we had mm. certain understanding ki yaar agar cost badhi hai to wo bhi badhna chahiye kya bolte hain padhega so then that thing uh, came very naturally that you know the since we are offering this the price already increases so revenue did not revenue of course uh, short short uh, according to this and yeah. uh, but uh, at the same time of course cost also did uh, and revenue and say uh, i mean you could say the margin uh, that we were able to charge we, we were able to make was uh, still good so yeah. so you know, like one more thing about the delivery there are two more things in fact about the delivery yes, partnership in terms of how it was to partner with them it was a very swift experience like the partnering experience with them was amazing number one i would rave about that okay uh, okay and the other thing was that their support staff uh, was really kind to us in the beginning you know when it was like okay how do you use your platform they were there for us and one of the other major things was they taught us how to pack a sample for delivering to a doorstep right so we had our own packaging done then and in fact the, the right. like okay so one aspect of the story that i must add now because you questioned about delivery was that we had right. a local delhi delivery vendor it was like i think 3 hour yeah. delivery or 4 hour uh, delivery okay and right. we partnered with them with on our offering and you know they were able to definitely offer us a much lower pricing uh right. compared to delivery back then uh somehow mm-hmm. turned out to be that you know uh, like 4 hour delivery was still in its nuances and i'm sure they've improved like much more now Uh, uh but you know they were not like our of, our operation the way we intended with them did not happen right and the timeline yeah. for the campaign extended all of a sudden so like it was a very quick reaction that we had to make in terms of okay uh-huh. need a new delivery vendor this is not working out right, right. uh how right. do we do it we partnered with delivery it was like i think a, a, a like i think a 6 to 8 hour time duration in which we were able to successfully partner negotiated well uh with them okay they were they were nice enough to offer us a decent pricing as well i'll definitely say that uh and once that happened uh in terms of a partnership 
they were able to guide us through the whole process plus they were amazing enough to you know uh, get us back on the timeline because their fulfillment speed is just that much high they just happen to have you know the required support uh, as a company mm-hmm. to you know take on any load at any point of time so there was that uh so that was amazing that was the beautiful thing and other thing was that partnering with delivery delivery has an amazing technology stack and in api interface that they have built so uh growing further we were able to like when we became a little bit more tech uh you know when we increased the amount of code in our technology programming in our technology mm-hmm. uh their api came in handy in introducing a lot of new automations as well so that that's the contribution that a good delivery partner made to our offering and of course with the experience with delivery we've been able to you know uh utilize the same principles in partnering with dtdc as well and who have been also an amazing uh delivery partner for us throughout this year so i think yeah, like, okay. i think there's a lot of learning in that process of delivering one package from your house to your customer's house and i think delivery stands out because they do like really guide you very well with a lot of empathy throughout that process and i think okay. that's why it stands out for a lot of entrepreneurs absolutely in that case i want to say something any delivery guy any delivery guy i'm sorry any delivery guy who's listening to this you've got a on spot unscripted testimonial for your company <laughs> do use it <laughs> absolutely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay guys so moving on okay so first of all just answer the short question are you guys still uh, into b2c or is it only b2b We are full-fledged B2B SaaS platform now. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So now, on this very note, uh, I want to talk about this point where you told us that your third iteration was switching to B2B. Hmm. Right. So, uh, I guess a lot of services platforms, and I have heard of an ex uh, like experienced this and observed this many times. It happens like this is actually like starting small, where you start, uh, you know, going to the consumer, and then you decide, okay, that we need to play big, and that is when the business start coming, and you switch to a B two B. Right. Right. So, what was this switch like, and uh, you know, what was the mindset then? and uh, what were the major thoughts was it scalability was it revenue was it uh, you know growing the company in terms in any and every terms or what was it like and uh, did did this scare you in any manner ki you know this probably might fall or not fall or what was it like um okay. uh, scary part mm, not so much i think uh, we were not scared but i think we were uh, able to uh, we were actually um, optimistic because we were able to find a direction here all of a sudden when you realize that you know what this works and this helps the best in the b2b space so we were able to make that shift happen and that's what i think uh, we were optimistic about that if it requires you to be uh, a b2b uh, business then that's what it is right so that was not scary but of course these these things are, i mean uh, getting nervous or getting scared is a very a uh, situational thing it happens for a little bit and then you sort of move on right you you find your yes nay i think sarthak sarthak you know uh, the way you framed your question in that you asked you know we were shifting from b to c to yes. b to b right. like so but we were shifting from b to b to c right so we had both the sides of the coin like we were a b to b to c right. so we were already serving the brands but hmm. the customer yeah. base was ours right And okay that would, okay and that was the model uh, so we were still serving the brands and reaching out to the customers so the right. shift in terms of b2b to c to b2b smb was primarily in direction that 
to to you know just like kind of give the end audience acquired by giving a sample distributing a sample directly to the brand mm-hmm. itself so that you know they're able to probably increase their roi have a better interaction get the direct power of customer love towards coming through to them right and so that was the shift for us and you know i think here paul graham or uh, or michael sebel i think has a very great quote like product market fit is when your product is selling like hotcakes and you, you you know there is there is the demand that you cannot fulfill that's product market fit according right. to and, you know so we just noticed and realized that uh this is a decision we took in to get, achieve product market fit so definitely uh, that's how we thought about it that's that's nice and i i really like that quote i i remember hearing that somewhere but i don't remember but yeah i really love that okay so guys uh, as you told us that you know you guys went on to meet the investor in Ch- at chandigarh and he uh, referred you for their event and then you got featured also so uh, first of all uh, i want to know that do you guys have any investment with you or is it still uh, now it's on uh, like bootstrap has uh, paid its results and you guys are able to manu- manage with the revenue that you have Okay. Uh, Sneha, should I answer this one? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've had uh, we've we've had like basic revenue uh, fueling mm-hmm. most of our growth. Uh, there has been mm-hmm. support coming from my family's side in terms of you know uh, basic uh, infrastructure and some uh, bill payments here and there as well. But we've not raised right. a seed investment right now, and okay. uh, you know. is we have completely changed to like from b to b smb we were you know mm. serving just small and medium businesses to now we are right. serving large enterprises right mm. and uh, in that space we are yet to drive any uh, you know like we've not yet had like a large enterprise collaboration yet coming our way so we are still looking to raise a seed mm. round of funding and but we we mm. I, i think we'll be uh, you know relaunching that we stopped raising our seed round of funding when we got a couple of clients uh you know mm. in, in the process of our fundraising because i think client money is always better than uh, you know better to have on your side so uh yeah so like we've had we but we've had like friends and family investment to answer your question that has what has supported us okay. uh, through a decent part of our okay yeah. i get it i get it. so uh, adding to this part see uh pitching an investor is never an easy task okay and uh, i guess you had at least one or two experiences out there in in terms of if i look at the chandigarh picture so what did that experience teach you and how are you going to utilize it in your further for upcoming pitches i want tell me something about that uh absolutely i think there have been a there have been a lot of learnings uh, while we were interacting with the investors um um the most important learning i think every every founder should understand is that you know you're asking uh-huh. you're asking for money you have a vision and you're asking for money now you we you need to be very very uh, focused i mean i think i am very conservative in understanding or you know i understand that to the very core that i'm if i'm asking somebody for their money uh, direct or indirect i am, uh-huh. i am very sure that i need this money and i am going to use this money very very uh, properly right i mean i've seen this happening like a lot of times i don't want to name any uh, person or anything here but this has happened mm-hmm. for for indian uh, investors as well that you know sometimes mm-hmm. uh, it has happened like a lot of times in fact that you know um, 
startups have been invested and then the founders have gotten completely uh, you know they're, they're they're just like now gone crazy and like spending money wherever or you know without thinking much like didn't do justice yeah they did not do enough justice to the you know investment that you know somebody has put faith forward uh, into your business uh-huh. and into your vision so that is really really important for you to understand and uh, i mean uh, we personally value that uh, uh like a lot i mean I, we're very cautious about the fact that you know we are uh, we're very certain that we need this money and we want to use this money in the best possible way so uh, that's very important besides that the learnings have been that you know what are uh, i mean just being, yeah. being empathetic i think the biggest uh, understanding yeah just to add to you know uh, yes, on the empathetic front you know uh, to add this name one of the most important learning like hands down the most important learning we've had is proper yeah. communication you know like even uh, warren buffett says it's like you know number one skill that you can add to grow your wealth is to like is communication and you know it was yeah. never more obvious to us you know because a No, you know you cannot every investor is not an expert in every field right so you cannot expect them to know uh, everything to a uh, to a knowledge that uh, to with the knowledge that you have you might have on your side right so to be able right. to properly communicate what you are trying to do in the most lean and simplistic format is the most uh-huh. important thing like i think we have not we were not able to do the best of the jobs to our abilities when we went uh-huh. out to pitch in the first place right we, were, uh-huh. we did a decent job at it right and i am pretty sure right. that you know uh, like the best of the founders who been able to raise funding are also definitely the founders who have great communi- communication skills and that does not mean the ability to speak well that's different uh-huh. communications would mean your ability to make somebody understand what you do and uh-huh. that was one major learning and the other learnings uh, we've had were you know in terms of just like basic hygiene on a lot of different fronts let's say uh, you know like uh, yeah essentially like you know like having a demo would be a helpful thing you know when you go out to raise funding and having a mm-hmm. demo having a demo essentially helps with communications only so i think every single learning beyond communications is just uh, is just is just something that supplements your communication so like communication and supplements of communications are uh, is what you learn when you communicate with you have conversations with investors and the other thing that you mm-hmm. learn with investors is like you know using google calendar can make you really really productive <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. so, so like uh, yeah like i think you know we we are not big calendar users but uh, with when we talk when we had our conversations with investors google calendar became like a you know like a central destination to see how the day is structured because you know there would be calendar right. for follow up conversations and everything uh right so, right so definitely there was that for us and uh, yes essentially yeah so that has been our major learning with an investor uh, up until so if i try to summarize it and uh, if i look at it this is pretty obvious to every entrepreneur who wants to seek investment is that you need to con- communicate and you need to win the trust and everything but with that said learning everything from what sneha has conveyed it is it becomes very very important that you don't lose yourself and use that money in the most effective manner to grow the business but not your personal wealth absolutely would that be right 100% like a personal wealth growth should be a resultant of the business doing well 
yeah the business right. should do well the focus has to be that it allows your business to grow yeah right right perfect perfect okay so guys now i have a question for both of you in terms of uh, you know looking at the on the partnership front and since you guys also told us that there's another co-founder i guess that has joined in recently in terms of the development part if i'm not wrong to say that and, and i remember correctly yeah. so the one thing that i want to ask is that definitely you guys said communication is necessary for the investors but you know that you know in india whenever we look at partnerships there's a huge question out there will this work hmm. and uh, everything and in terms of friendship honestly in terms of friendship uh, konark you being an engineer you would definitely know this ki there are lots and lots of ideas that are about to kick start in the college days in terms of for, uh, for being an entrepreneur ki dosti yaar inna chal jayenge bana lenge but they don't kick start and if they start so many times they fail so what is that you know which keeps you both together and you know and what is that because you guys are very very young right now in terms of the company also, also if i look at it and uh, not you uh, guys like i'm you guys are already very young so what is that you know you guys have in mind that in the upcoming future if so and so happens this is how we're going to deal it or what is your current st- strategy to deal with any of the problems so that you guys stay together one the company stays together ego clashes doesn't happen and everything works in the positive direction nothing falls apart right okay um there are too many things around it um the fact that i think so as individuals we have uh, shared a very good equation since the beginning uh, there are uh-huh. conflicts of course in any collaboration or any two people or three people work, working together there are things you know sometimes you would believe in something and they don't so that thing uh-huh. is very natural it's just human behavior right just that right. we've been uh, we are very empathetic individuals in general very understanding and we have built a culture so entire company it's not just two or three of us it's just everybody mm-hmm. at our uh, everybody at freestand is very mm-hmm. very empathetic and we do not have there is we do not have ego clashes so fortunately we've oh, yeah. been uh, uh yes so we've been able to build a culture around the company that you know people are communicative we talk mm-hmm. amongst each other we we share our stress we share our worries everything um but it's all done on a very positive note if i am uh, i mean in fact i am the person who gets angry the most but uh, at the same time i am uh, i am very driven by love so i love all of these people uh, to you know in all possible uh, extents i am very driven towards the company i mean i think the company is uh that has been my biggest commitment so far in life um freestand has been uh, uh, very close to my heart so we just are we just know that there is there is when you when you've committed to something there's no going back so we're at it and uh, that's just how we built the culture yeah yeah i think i think one of the biggest aspects of freestand is the fact that you know we ha- we believe in the fact that product sampling is going to be a big mm-hmm. thing and even more than that we believe in you know the fact that things in and operations across every single industry are going to get automated and digitized so the number one principle right. is the fact that we believe that whatever we are building in is going mm-hmm. to have a market fit at some point in time like uh, mm-hmm. sooner than later right so mm-hmm. and since we are already a p a leading into this journey right as a startup into like you know one of the few uh, first few 
uh, people in the digital product sampling space are are our passion mm. is relentless like you know number one uh, and also there there is like a there are like a lot of motivation factors that keep on happening when you are honest about what you're trying to do right like you know we have we get family support right that is a right. they're very lucky to have that you know uh, we have family mm. backing coming you know allowing us to have some capital at our disposal to make clear out bills that's very mm-hmm. insanely lucky of us to have we are lucky in our fair share we have our fair share of luck in a lot of different ways which allows us to be nice and also our commitment to being a very empathetic company like you know empathy is one of our key values we explain every single decision to every single team member of our company we tell inform everybody why we are doing what we are doing we try to when when we are interviewing our interviews for even an intern's position last for like an hour plus a lot of times we really invest in people you know we really think that people are the are the most important entity in a company right Right. and we are very driven towards just making sure that you know okay this person is non egoistic uh, you know has the right uh, set of beliefs about the world that are you know non uh, non non damaging to our culture and you know essentially is able to bring in enough diversity of opinion and everything else so uh, you know we we really re- an ego like you know just like uh, the fact that even like we try and eliminate and you know work around ego issues we do not let ego clashes become a thing so and mm-hmm. plus, plus there is like a lot of openness uh, in the company you know like so everybody is always on the same page uh, about most of the things and i think that that is how we are able to stay motivated moving forward back yeah okay okay i get it Okay, that's that's nice. That's nice point of view on empathy and something that which you which you have inculcated in your company. I really really appreciate that. Coming forward, uh, guys, if I ask you like which has been the biggest hiccup, because talking to many people now, like I'm so glad like now the time is coming where entrepreneurs don't really call failures failures, and they say like it's just a hurdle. So I'll call that only. So which is the biggest hurdle or hiccup that you faced in this journey of yours? Uh, how did you deal with it, and what was the learning that it gave you? Biggest hurdle. Okay. Uh, right. Um, which is the biggest hurdle we're facing? I think to our learning, uh, I think, okay, I don't. I mean, so as per my understanding, the biggest hurdle we just talked about it has been people having the right people that you can work with is the most uh-huh. important asset. you can have in your company ideas evolve things change business models propositions everything changes but people are peop it's it's always the people who make it happen and it's always the people who will make it the best journey of your life to the worst journey of your life right so investing in right people is the most important learning and has been the hiccup so the biggest oh, yeah. that yeah. is what i think uh, the you know the entire uh, journey like I, yeah. starting from june uh, 2017 to yeah. up until now we have had uh, we faced certain issues or you know have yeah like like you know uh, like the like the second pivot we made uh, to a chatbot mm-hmm. with you know partnership with delivery right that right. that campaign was just me and snay in the company just two people right and uh, okay. like uh, going on beyond that and you know trying to build a team uh, like i think it's really underrated how 
good teams are built like i don't think that that that's 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 something that you can only learn with experience uh mm-hmm. by building a good team because uh you know like to find people who you gel with and to find people who share your vision of working of and you know like share your general vision about most things uh is really hard and building a team can be insanely hard you know and i know this because from even coming from my college startups before this like you know everybody right at the gate wants to work on something because uh, you know but then really they don't end up working on it so not everybody right. has the stamina to take on a startup journey and to mm-hmm. and to stomach the low salaries and you know the the extensive working hours that come with it and all of those things so you know to build a good startup team is insanely hard and that is the biggest hurdle that we uh, that we that we cross and uh, and are still constantly crossing you know even even now we have our hiring processes still on and you know we like mm-hmm. even with our you know as we grow i'm pretty sure that you know uh, like hiring for other senior roles in our company and other whatever channel challenges that come to us will be like around people most challenges uh, are around people navigating through people and communicating your set of values to them in the right format yeah right right so i mean uh, listening to this why do i have a feeling uh, it can definitely be wrong okay but uh, it's like it's just like you know maybe some employer some intern has left you with some sort of experience maybe he left or you faced some issues did something happen is there a story behind it okay is there any story or instance no, no. if there is then please start, tell it tell us okay awesome so there is there is definitely a story around it snee do you want then i want to know that snee do you want to take it no you tell him okay okay so uh, you know uh, we when we launched out we had these uh, so like you know uh, i had all these college friends you know i just called up right, right. the beginning i was like i'm going to do this and you know come on and help me out like i'm doing this and what not and, and you know right at the gate uh, one of the things we had uh, you know uh, with one of our uh, team members okay now this is don't the, name them so i not name name them but uh, what we had with that you know we were uh, before our mod partnership with like you know the box model we were about uh-huh. we were about to partner with one more brand a big brand you know, okay AK. okay and you know uh, we got an nda from the client coming to our place and our office okay and all of a sudden like this was just somebody you know we had the uh, equity conversation or some conversation with them up front Right. about you know, right. how do we view our collaboration and how this discussion will go and what not and uh, uh-huh. this particular individual uh, you know held us like hostage to some developments around and you know was like okay you know if this if you want me to continue then give me this now and you know and and essentially how and but we still continue to work with them beyond that we were able to resolve it back then and that was mm-hmm. a little bit of a blip in our uh, circuit but eventually that individual ended up like you know influencing and affecting and impacting other people who were helping us and were much better and you know probably would have been a part of our team uh at this world but they were they went on to even you know kind of influence other people and you know changes their change their perspective about us in all which ways and you know mm-hmm. uh, and acted in a acting acted in a little bit of an hostile way that was uh, mm-hmm. and but we but we but we you know we had one principle that we're not going to given to being bullied bullied right we're not going to get bullied by uh, uh, like our own team on a lot of right. like you know for the wrong reasons right and right. Or, or like that you know like 
so that experience of like you know facing a crisis uh mm. coming like that was really really harsh for us like you know uh and that definitely did put into perspective like the whole mm-hmm. team angle and the other angle was when kavach joined us right kavach was always a friend kavach was one of our friends who was with us uh, at the beginning of the journey would have been a part mm-hmm. of us but you know he due to some certain issues family internal whatever he had to join a company accenture for a little while and worked with them. right and you know once he left them he came in and you know he just started to work with us out of nowhere and you know contributed worked as hard as we do <laughs> out of nowhere right. you know when when we needed the high code development support he just come uh-huh. come in hopped in no salary no expectations just snacks we we do offer snacks <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, we uh, and you know just hopped in just to started to work with us and that just was uh-huh. insane and you know when we added the next team member that was like a mm-hmm. real proper fit in the company you know uh, mm-hmm. they were able they were able to contribute to our ideas and you know really connect with us in a very different way and that felt amazing you know like there was an adrenaline rush and a good endorphin rush on every correct team member being added to the team right somebody who makes your journeys in more enjoyable somebody you want to hang out with somebody you want to like you know relax and chill with so right. as like you know knowing what bad feels like helped us really understand what good is worth you know so in terms of team members so <laughs> so that member that that experience with like you know that early team member who like kind of made an internal hostility happen within the company uh mm-hmm. really did influence us in you know realizing that like this is something to pay attention to like right okay. very much after so yeah okay i get it i guess so this is this that is this is the experience that i talk about and this is the journey that teaches the most to us Definitely. okay moving on uh guys if i talk to you if i ask you right you know are you guys money minded so what what is the answer that i'm going to get are you guys money minded absolutely money minded 100% i think uh, <laughs> i think that money minded uh, originally or like typically or in a regular uh, world it's like considered i don't know negative or positive but it, uh, <laughs> the thing is that uh, what matters is that having an understanding you know having an understanding mm-hmm. of money and to manage money is the right. important part rather than just i think money minded is just a very plain statement like it's not there is no zero so, to or one yeah, right? like like yeah so like you know uh, say to add on to what you're saying i think the problem with money minded is it's a loose statement like everybody when i say money minded everybody has their own uh, you know personal reference point into the word and its meaning right, right. to us uh, what a, a rather better word that i would mm-hmm. like to you know i like to use in this a uh, statement and of course it's it's an adoption of you know some of the great vcs as well out there is wealth creation okay. we are wealth creation focused because wealth creation is a net positive sum game right like the idea is uh if i can create wealth right mm-hmm. uh, i can also it's it's not a net zero game in a way that i if i can create wealth you will not be able to create wealth that's not the case right. if i can create right. wealth i might also drive you to create your own wealth right And, uh, and so in a way, it 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 is it is beneficial for everybody in the system, and the whole system can grow, and it forms very much the basis of 
capitalism in a big way you know the free trade market and all those things right so uh, i think being money minded from a perspective of wealth is important and i think and, right. and, and you know having a positive outlook towards money is also super important because you know if you do not if you're going to despise money then uh, right. then money and wealth are not going to happen to you right and, right. and uh, the rather the rather other opinion we have of uh, you know like the other angle with which some people might look at money mindedness uh, happens to origin from uh, you know like status uh, i, right. I uh, from us from money as status right and i think the problem is that status is a net zero sum game right like so if, my, if for my status to increase somebody start right. to decrease so the net status is will always be zero and that is right. and status is a bad game uh, you know status driven and i think you know like of course kunal shah talks a lot about like you know uh, wealth driven societies versus status driven societies on his twitter right. handle and a lot of times and you know all of those perspectives definitely i think you know he is a bigger authority on this topic from that perspective i would say uh, mm-hmm. and, you know he does make a lot of valid points which i do agree with uh, and how they're made and so i would say money mindedness in a way where you're focused on creating wealth for yourself and for everybody associated with you uh, enabling you in the journey is a, is a really good thing yeah right yeah perfect 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 that's that's a very good good explanation for money mining because i know that it is a loose statement and it, and it is open to and it is very subjective and it is open to questioning from all the ends so Yes, that was uh, the thing that I wanted to know, and I'm really glad to know this uh, mindset behind you guys. Okay, so guys, uh, everyone in the business faces some kind of problems, and there's some liking of the problems as well. So knowing the story, I just want to ask blatantly that uh, what are the out of these two problems, which one has have you faced more? The no money problems or the more money problems? Ah, uh, because how you have handled that, I guess that is pretty evident. So which ones have you faced? throughout or majorly both i think in its own way we, like but like you know we faced the no money problem and the more more money problem but we have had a more money problem for a very short duration of time and uh, okay <laughs> uh, i mean, i'm going to call you guys lucky then <laughs> uh, so yeah so like the no money problem we faced uh, right uh, it, it's not been like absolute no money Uh, but there is been right. some money there but yeah cost uh, efficient wala problem it's a cost efficient uh, yeah like so you know when uh, whenever we are not doing campaigns and rather working on evolving our iterations definitely that's when we run through our revenue or like profit earnings right so that definitely keeps us very much grounded through our developments development cycles right uh, positive money problem we faced uh, you know when we we had like a couple of brands partnering with us in a quick succession so uh, our our, right. our more money problem ended us ended us up in you know buying ordering a lot of swiggy snacks and food for the team <laughs> that was a more money problem it's it's, a, it's definitely a more money problem from a startup small startup perspective i don't think it was right. a lot of money even from like you know from a decent like it was not as much money but that was our angle on more money I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, if I ask you, like, uh, every startup, since you are also startup, and every uh, startup has some struggle during some point of time. 
So at this current point of time, what is your struggle? So there's there's a lot. What are you majorly struggling with? There's a lot of there is always struggle at all points of time in a startup journey. How right. I would feel. So at the present time when we're discussing this podcast, so what is the major struggle that you are going through? It could be anything, HR, hiring, operations, uh, it's, it's, anything. It's honestly about uh, you know like we're on a new customer, new sales path, right? And okay. the thing is that uh, our our new ticket price for our offering has increased a bit uh, since you know last time, and we are pitching, okay. talking to a different kind of a client altogether, a giant mm-hmm. enterprise, right? And uh, okay, our struggle per se would be to you know navigating through this uh, experience, navigating through this operation per se, you know, of like really making sense really communicating well and you know like marketing ourselves properly out there to them and you know just like setting ourselves up uh, for like you know like to be like able to acquire a decent customer out there would be one of mm-hmm. our biggest uh, current struggle per se that we are facing right now and uh, yeah mm-hmm. that is that is our biggest struggle right now. hands down i would say like i think snee would agree to this uh, most probably yes uh, or, yes i agree in fact i would just call it uh, a more challenging situation than a struggle yeah. so i like to think mm-hmm. that but yes uh, konark is uh, absolutely on point anything you would like to add to this ne um uh, no i think uh, that's what uh, i think the next challenge for us is it's just much bigger i mean as you grow and you know as you learn your ways into uh, your business the challenges keep on you know the challenges oh, okay, and I the realize. kind of challenges you are going to face yeah yeah, yeah no no i i had another right. okay okay this is an important one okay uh when it comes to b2b enterprise startups right uh the other big struggle is the mm-hmm. lack of content and education material on it like quite honestly you can find some of the best marketing tips and material out there for a b2c startup right i think even for a basic mm-hmm. saas startup like there are a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of content available in general uh, on a lot of b2c startups mm-hmm. on a lot of general topics right out there that exist on b2b right. on b2b enterprise right. startups with high touch sales that seems to be a little bit more uh, under uh, you know represented by the content available on the internet right uh, and the other thing would be just okay uh, advice like you know let's say uh, investor advice investment advice and uh, like a lot of entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurs sharing their you know fundraising journeys in t- in context to b2b enterprise or you know just that just, just essentially that availability of learning material i would put it like that on these fronts is a little low and mm-hmm. i think that is some place you know like you go to uh, you go to youtube you type b2b sales Uh, or you type like you know B two B enterprise material for uh, you know from like a lot of different places. I think there are a very few videos, uh, and a very I think there must be other books as well that I'm I've not yet come across in my research right now. But from mm-hmm. uh, like I've mm-hmm. not been able to encounter it as often in a good way. So I would think that you know there should be probably more content that should uh, that it would be nice to have more content on this particular topic. Uh, per se, and also from Indian context, because enterprises and B two B is very much a country specific uh, topic as well. A lot of times, so 
I think that is where I would like to think about. Um, yeah. Okay, I can uh, I can somewhere agree to this because even I have been. Well, uh, I so already work in this sector and I do look at a lot of uh, stuff in terms of content when it comes to business as well. So I can somewhere agree that yes, B two B sales and B two B enterprise sales is somewhere lacking. I I can definitely say something on that. Yeah. Okay, so guys, uh, moving on, and uh, I guess I'm almost done with my questions. So there's one thing that I want to ask is that if from your experience and from your journey, uh, you wanna give some tips and advice to our listeners. What would would that be? Um, there is no one particular tip. I think it just the journey is different for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. but to what i what i sincerely believe in uh, is is uh, iterative building i think it's mm-hmm. important that you know you're not going to get your product right in the first go that does not happen right. so that just like dreaming for it ki abhi mera ek mahine ban jayega aur uske baad uh, second month se i am hitting like the road and stuff like that that's not uh, that's just i mean you're lucky if that happens but that does not happen usually so being realistic right. is very important in a business so i think when you are starting out it, it requires a lot of your commitment right it entrepreneurship this entire journey it's just going to change your life so you have to be able to commit to it uh, so you know uh, for anybody who's like jo- joining this journey or like thinking about starting a startup for uh, you know have to be uh, have to you have to realize that you know it's going to require a strong commitment so when you are starting it out just make sure you are ready for this kind of commitment and besides that just be ready for iterations and keep developing don't quit easy because that requires it requires you to be much more strong and uh, uh, mentally physically everything you know you have to be ready for all the challenges you are going to face yeah. so that's yeah. i think uh, okay anything add you want to add konar Def- to this definitely like i think you know depending on who are the different listeners on this podcast i will i will have advices for everybody okay so wow. uh, start, sure. starting from right from delivery i think uh, give me give, give me more discount uh, and <laughs> and uh, moving on towards you know like let's say college entrepreneurs college uh, engineering college entrepreneurs like uh, let's get a little less arrogant about investing in heavy programming technology right at the go because it will require a lot of iterations so how about going a little leaner in your approach that would be nice because that's something that i've observed across another thing communications has to be the most important thing like communication is something you have to consistently day in day out think about i think that big does become a significant advantage uh, because you know you're always pitching to uh, you know like people who will work with you uh, you know investors and your customers so you know like communi- the better your communication is the better everybody will be able to make connection and you know sense out of what you are trying to do uh and yeah like uh, when it comes to let's say investors or invest industry veterans if they are also listening to this one i i would say there should be like you know it would be really appreciated if there could be more content coming from and more honest experiences being shared by everyone i'm sure everybody is sharing a lot already but you know there could be a little bit more structure and like a little bit more to guide through the journey of a young entrepreneur because startups can be crazy crazy hard and no startups are always crazy hard and any help counts as like big help 
all the time so absolutely there is another thing i want to add to uh, entrepreneurs who are starting out just now for the first time right um, right i think a lot of times it happens that young entrepreneurs tend to uh, not go for an idea just because they think it requires a lot of money you know they they have this in mind you know what i'll have to do i'll have to set up a team i'll have to have like a website developer i'll have to have this i'll have to have that so yeah. people before starting out their idea have already thought the kind of expense they'll have to incur before starting an idea and and that kills an innovation then and there because right now they're thinking you know money is a problem but you can actually execute a lot of ideas without uh, you know fancying it out or yeah. you know building yeah. a very fancy website getting a, yeah. a high quality office or something you know you can start your business right out of your entire right out of your room yeah. uh, and a lot of people don't realize that so yeah. i sincerely want people to you know consider whether they actually need the kind of funding they are thinking in their uh, you know head that you know i need a lot of money to start yeah. you don't need yeah. a lot of money to just start your idea yeah build something and then yeah maybe maybe need of course everybody needs money but it's not a lot of money that you need to start out yeah true yeah absolutely i can completely under, understand and agree to that and guys i would say probably the truth has been said yes <laughs> the truth has been said and snake cannot be right anymore because i guess i have heard a lot of people you know talk about investment that needs to fall in and something but guys and adding to what kunal has been telling that you know coding is not that much important you can build upon it and do the iterations over the period of time what is, what really matters is that you need to start it off uh just even if you want to build an online platform be the saas platform you know how to code it doesn't require money to really develop the platform you know you have the softwares you hosting and yeah website domains is there yeah cheap as fuck now you can buy anything yes yes like you can have your i mean for free on webflow man like in right of the gate right right you don't don't go out for drinks for one week you have enough money to so host absolutely so 100% like you know like a good domain name a lot of times is like 500 bucks right Right, a, web, right. a webflow subscription will be like 12 to 15 dollars and that allows you to make a some completely customizable website to it's like you know like every single level and like you can there is there's a platform for everything you want to make an app there are no code platforms essentially we live in a time when there is a no code platform for every single thing out there so you know i i that's that's you know like figure that out in fact i think you know uh, in in a few days i do intend to also write about no code Uh, on my blog mm-hmm. and i'll post about it on my twitter handle wherever i can to you know probably share about my no code experience further uh, mm-hmm. you know like if after listening to this somebody like whenever this is out probably you know i'll share last sarthak to you know maybe if he would be kind enough to include a link to the blog or something i, I would i will yeah. definitely definitely I'll do that definitely include a write up a blog about it and you know people could benefit from it i'll also tag to you know like some of the industry legends like maybe ryan hoover's blog on no code is the product hunt mm-hmm. founder and stuff like that uh, so you know a bunch of resources that could be really useful to kick off and make a product happen at the very early stage for basically zero investment yeah perfect perfect and just to add on it uh, so being from similar backgrounds me and konark uh, for engineers i'm going to say that you know engineering mein hum ek cheez samajhte hain samajh jata hai jugad and bas wo cheez shayad hum entrepreneurship mein apply karne mein thoda delay ho jata hai i would say so rather just don't delay there's a jugad for everything 
for every everything out there yeah. absolutely just you just need to find it out so once you do it you are on the path you know creating your own your own business and, and by sugar you don't mean like you know like a shortcut i'm i'm pretty sure you mean like you know like a no no I think uh, I have one recommendation. I would recommend Sairi Chahal from Shiros. I think I am really uh, inspired by her journey. She's been like really strong uh, as much as I know about her. I have uh, okay. pleasure to meet her personally as well. I think she's a pleasure to speak to. I would really, you know, I would really like if you take her interview. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Definitely. Anyone you want to uh, recommend could I, I from your part? I think, uh, you know, uh, for me, the top two are definitely, like Sne said, like Sairi Chahil has been like, you know, one of the better inspirations in the industry out there. But I think from just like, this is my bias. I'd like to hear something coming from Naveen Devari, maybe the founder of Inmobi, you know, and uh, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. you know, he, he's pioneered the ad tech space like in such a big way and you know like whenever i get to listen to anything coming from him it's always nice and you know beneficial and inspirational in many ways yeah those two would be that's great that's great then that is i'll try my best that you know we have both of these guests on us and once we interview them i'll make sure that you guys have their links and so that you can listen to them and even let me know how it was and you know if they can inspire anyone and everyone of us that would be really great with that said as we move move kya we are almost there at the end of the podcast so guys this was sne and kunark with us from freestand and they've got a good journey out there the way they started the way the best part that i really like from the journey is that uh okay i'm going to say this thing from uh, i guess a red fm ka tha red fm pe ek uh, comedy part aata hai soch kahin bhi aa sakti hai sochale mein bhi theek hai so with that quoting that thing i'm going to say they literally founded out an idea 24/7 yeah and the way they have executed it the way they have got this up and the way they are moving ahead it's phenomenal and uh, honestly like sne is a lsr pass out so i don't think so or maybe i haven't heard of yet i can be definitely wrong because maine suna nahi hoga ki maine galti se bol diya no lsr pass out has done an entrepreneur career i wouldn't say that at all but yes talking to sne no uh, coding background Konark being an engineer but he hasn't done any coding plus engineers ko sabko pata hai kya scene hota hai so i wouldn't say ahead on that <laughs> so no code stuff you but still the business is on and running and they're growing day by day i mean uh, yeah definitely thanks a lot you know thanks a lot sarthak for having us i'm so thankful that you guys actually took out time on a sunday and you know yeah. you had to start thank you so 100%. much for coming in thank absolutely you. it was a pleasure man yeah. i think i think thank yeah <laughs> yeah so i just i just realized priyanka gill the uh, you know popex founder is an huh. lsr alumni as well <laughs> yes, yes. yeah it just hit me that's the last thing <laughs> that's, that's why i wouldn't yeah. say that yeah. because i know there would be someone probably i wouldn't be knowing as of now but then there would definitely there be are, there are a few very very yes. few people yeah right right 
So guys, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Let this thing settle down. I'll look look forward to seeing you guys soon, and I'll definitely meet you soon at the office as well. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us here, man. It was really amazing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you're able to take back something insightful from this podcast and apply it in your life to be a better version of yourself and add to your dhandoni soch. If you know someone whom you think should feature on my podcast and has a very inspiring entrepreneurial journey, then do drop me a DM on my Instagram S A R T H A K V A R S H N E Y Sarthak Varshney. Yeah, that's me. I'm the founder of SV Clicks and SV Clicks is the producer of this show. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn as well with the same name. If you're willing to listen to more of such unheard inspiring stories of the entrepreneurs then don't forget to follow us by pressing that follow button on your podcast screen. Thank you for being such an amazing audience. Keep learning, keep growing. We'll be back soon. See ya.